I am here with uh, Marilyn, the manager, and Brian, another manager here. Guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, how are we doing? Good. Uh, tell us about your venue here. This is your chance to pump it up. Buffalo Wild Wings, Manchester, New Hampshire. A great place to come uh, football Sundays, every night of the week. Uh, Bruins hockey, Celtics basketball. Um, we're here for you. Awesome. Awesome stuff. And uh, Marilyn, uh, you work here as well. How long have you been here? I've been with this location since we opened two years ago. I've been with Buffalo Wild Wings for four years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're a vet of the organization, oh, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where were you before this? I was in Concord before this. Concord, okay. Sure. That's where we were uh, last week. We're going there every other week. We're yeah. here one week and then Concord the next. Yeah. How about you? You were you tell me off the air. You uh, resided in Florida for a while. Yeah. I was a West Palm Beach, Florida guy. I, um, I opened Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, Wellington, Florida, and um, Boynton Beach, Florida, and then I came north, and I uh, ended up in oh, Manchester wow. about six months ago. Okay. And I've been in this location. Now, uh, you're originally from here, though, right? I am, from yeah. Tuxpe- How about yeah. you, Marilyn? Yeah, I'm from New Hampshire. Okay. I went out to Utah for a little bit, but uh, oh, cool. then I came here. Nice. You're uh, partying with all the... Uh, with all the Mormons out the there? The Mormons, yeah. <laughs> Rock and roll? Yeah, I was a ski for a little bit. <laughs> I have, so I have a lot of friends out in Colorado, actually. It's, uh, it's nice out there. Um, so you're down in Florida. Uh, what was it like being a Boston transplant there? Do you have to deal with a lot of Dolphins fans uh, or what? No, pretty awesome. The, the couple of Buffalo Wild Wings I opened there, you'd be amazed. Um, on, a, on a Sunday, NFL football, we'd have Giants, Jets, and Patriots on the big screen. Uh, a lot of transplants, uh, pretty cool. A um, lot of cool local Boston bars down there. Um, All right. Which are pretty awesome. Boston's on the beach, and, you know, it's um, there's a lot of transplants. So Boston South, we used to call it. Nice, pretty nice. Awesome. Yeah, I have uh, my cousin lives down um, in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And he's, he tells me whenever the Bruins come to town, they, they take over that uh, arena where the Panthers Absolutely. play there. What is Absolutely. it, BBC now? Is uh, that what they call BB&T. it? BB&T. BB&T, yeah. yeah. BB&T it was BB something, right? Yeah. Um, so what do we got going here for uh, – Visitors to Buffalo Wild Wings here in Manchester Mall in terms of specials here. Uh, Three forty nine Bud Bud Lights, uh, four ninety nine um, Goose Island IPAs. Okay. We got happy hour Monday through Friday from two to five and nine to close. Uh, four five six. Two to five and nine to close. Yep. Um, wow. Four five and six dollar appetizers and then beer specials. We have Sam Adams all four box talls. We have Angry Balls, Angry Orchard, and Fireball together. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm a cider guy now. Yeah. That's good. Um, and happy hour is the food. What happens with the food? Is that, like, discounted as well? Yeah, we discounted. Um, it's Thursday. Uh, we got boneless Thursday today. Oh, that's right. Six that's uh, Pete's favorite. Yeah. He had that last week. I remember yeah. that. Pete's five cent uh, boneless wings today. And the appetizers are how much? Uh, what do you mean? $3, $4? For what? For happy hour? Yeah. Yeah, we got three, four, and six. Three, three four, awesome. four, five, and six dollar appetizers. Awesome. Now, what's it like being in a mall restaurant during the holidays? Does the uh, the volume of customers go up or what? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fun, though. I mean, lunch business happens when the holidays are coming up in the mall, for sure. Mm-hmm. brings us in. Um, but it's never, like, too crazy that like, you can't come in and sit down and have a bite to eat and get right. a good experience here. So. You get a lot of uh, dads or husbands that uh, oh, kind of sneak away yeah, from, the from the ladies and, uh, yeah, get lost in the bar and yeah. watch some sports. Yeah, I bartended here for a while, so I saw that firsthand, you know. Yeah. It was always the guys, and then the wife would come and be like, all right, well, I'm done shopping. Let's go. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm going to just grab a bite yeah. four hours later. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving, honey. <laughs> 
That's awesome. That's me when I go shopping, too. Nice. Now, uh, the Patriots got a big Monday night football game coming up uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. This looks like it would be a cool place to watch it. Anything sure. going on for that? Uh, we still have the beer specials going on. Happy hour is going on that night as well. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a fundraiser going on that day, too. So come in and support Oh, what's that uh, for? It's for an MS walk. Okay. Um, let me pull up the info. On yeah, that. definitely. Get it out there. And uh, what do you guys think of this game coming up? Uh, we picking the Pats or what? Uh, New England, Baltimore, always a great matchup, huh? Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. I yeah, think. yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, well, we'll see. There's a lot. We, there's a, we were saying yesterday we had um, who we have on for Patriots yesterday. I forget, but we were talking uh, about oh, Phil A. Perry from Comcast Sportsnet. We had on, and we were saying, I mean, you know, you look at the AFC East. The Patriots always dominate it. Always. So is there really a rival anymore? I guess you say the Jets, but still, they always beat the Jets still, even though it's close. Is there a rival anymore there? And we immediately kind of agreed that it's either now the Ravens or the Broncos. Bingo. And those are their next two games. So um, we're going to be talking about a lot about that as the show goes on. But uh, what's your take on that? You think they can get through that with two wins, or you think they, they split? I think they get through it with two wins. Really? They're rolling right now. Wow. Absolutely. I like your optimism. Yeah, absolutely. I like your optimism. They're rolling, you know. They I always... never like when the Patriots have to go into Denver. Nah. You know. It's not a good place for them. Pretty amazing how Belichick can get them always pumped up for big games. Yeah. They always come out that team for big games. Now, uh, yeah. you know, speaking of Belichick and the Ravens, are we going to see some uh, eligible, ineligible uh, madness <laughs> going on this Monday? I was listening on the way up there playing some sound bites of that, and uh, – Man, I, I forgot how ticked off Jim uh-huh. Harbaugh was oh, about man. that, you know. But it was, it, you know, like Brady said, and it was a, a wise-ass remark when he said it, but he was right. Sure. It's like, you know, do your research and study the rule book, man. That's it. We yeah. did it. Why yeah. can't you? Absolutely. You know, so uh, get on the Patriots for that. Did we figure out we get that? So it's for an MS ride that they're going, it's called the Cape Cod Getaway 2017. Um, it's a couple of regulars here that come in, and their their friend has MS, so they're doing a bike ride. They're just trying to raise funds for their bike ride. I forget what the goal is that they have to come up with. I'm, try- I'm on our Facebook okay, right now. Okay, great. It up. Well, you know what? Give me the um, the link when we get to break or whatever, okay. and I'll, uh, I'll I'll tweet it out there. Cool. Get yeah, it out there. Spread the word. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be love to help out. Monday, um, if people want to come in and support that, ten percent of. Food sales will go to that organization. You just have to mention that you're here for the MS ride. Cool. Great stuff. Well, guys, it was uh, was good to meet you. Marilyn and Brian here, the managers at the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester here. Come on down. if, uh, Like we said, if you're a husband getting sick of the shopping, and uh, come on in. Send the ladies off to shop and uh, watch some sports here in the middle of the day and enjoy happy hour, huh? Thanks for coming on. Thank Thank you. you. All right, Tim, how are we doing there? You got your computer open? Got everything working, high and fine All right, now. Let, let's cue up the music, and we'll come in as we normally do. We'll, we'll do an intro, and then we'll cut to break as we normally do. Sound good? Hit me with some Willie. Yeah, let me get uh, Willie's on the road again, though, because I had the uh, outro all queued up. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Yeah. Play Willie, Willie on the road again. Yeah, well, give me a couple seconds for that, my friend. Okay. We'll get Willie going here. Here come Willie. Is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. 
seeing things that I may never see again. And I can't wait to get on the road again. Everybody. Ovechkin flung on the wing. Kuznets off there. Delays. Flipped one around in front. The Justin Williams. One nothing. Is on the road again. For Ovechkin, dropped it back off, taken on by Kuznetsov. Hold, tried to get to the front, spiked away, and right on goal. And it's in! It's true! It is Williams again! Canceled back, but then walked on by Beagle, and Beagle fed it on a cross! Credit for the goal. Fleet sent it toward the front of the net, and it will be his first point, regardless, for number 81. Insisting that the world keeps running our way, and our way is on the road again. Wiping out is Chara, also the goaltender Rask. Lots of confusion. Posternoff! And I can't wait to get on the road again. Play a pass across. Can be carried back in, but not a whole lot further. Then Marshan gets it back to Tarnik, then across. Score! Colin Miller with a blast with two seconds left on the power play, and the game is tied at three. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. Replaced by Backus, moving in his Backstrom there. Backstrom got it on, got it back again. Off the bounce. Rozier. Oh, love the way Terry Rozier is playing. A nice pass by Jalen Brown, the young fella. The life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. First touch finds Brown. Brown puts it on the court. Basket! There you go, young fella. Be who you are. Celtics with their first lead of the game, 28-27. It's, it's fun to play. We get out and run. Uh, we got some good plays in transition. Uh, we stepped up. It was energetic. Uh, you can feel it uh, throughout the team from, from start to finish. It was good. We can work with a, with a lot of things. and You know, you got to fight adversity. You, you're not always going to have your best player. Uh, playing with you and you know you have to work with what you have to work with but we got the job done tonight like I said offense and defense and you know we feeling special so we just got to uh, carry it over to Friday night and welcome back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire we are live from the Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. Jimmy Murphy, your host here. Timmy Buttons working the boards back at the studio. We'll actually be joined by our regular producer, Justin Sullivan, later in the show. And we've got a great show in store for you today. Uh, a busy night in Boston sports last night. The Celtics come away with a win. Uh, a big win, actually. They had a 30-point win. I mean, finally, they beat a team they should beat. And they beat them the way they should beat them. And on to talk about that later at 445 
will be our good friend Patrick Gilroy, the host of the Celtics pregame show on ESPN New Hampshire, New Hampshire, and we will talk to him about that. And the Bruins, you could say definitely a moral victory there, and they come away with a point that they probably shouldn't have gotten. Uh, an amazing comeback down 3 nothing. They, they tie it up and, and force overtime uh, before losing to the Washington Capitals uh, in the extra frame there down in Washington. So we'll have plenty of that going on. And, uh, yeah, we are here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester. We were at Concord last week. We'll be back there again next week and then the week after that back here in Manchester. But I'll tell you, what a cool setup here at this Manchester Buffalo Wild Wings. I cannot turn my head without seeing a TV. Uh, and it is. I like this one a lot. I was saying to Pete Terrier, who set this up uh, from ESPN New Hampshire, that very bright, very bright atmosphere here, uh, which is good for me today. Because I had a, a, a fun night with uh, one Mike Chambers of the Denver Post last night in Boston. And he'll, he'll be joining us later to talk uh, about the Bruins Avalanche game, which he'll be covering for the Post at TD Garden tonight. Uh, and help us tee up that game later on in the final hour of the show. Uh, but this is the place to be. And uh, I'll tell you, I, I definitely got to come here for a football game. We've been saying it. I have yet to be at a Buffalo Wild Wings on a Sunday for a football game. And I think I'm going to make it happen soon. Maybe this Sunday, uh, you know, just taking all the other NFL games. The Patriots are idle, and I think you should as well. This uh, looks like it would be a killer place. You could come over here with the fam, let them go do some Christmas shopping and squeak over here and uh, sneak in here and watch some uh, some NFL football. And, of course, you got Saturday. The Army-Navy game is always fun to watch as well. So definitely some alternatives to shopping at the Mall of New Hampshire here in Manchester. You can come on in to Buffalo Wild Wings and take on all their specials. And, of course, as we told you last week, uh, just as they do in Concord, they've got a great special going, two beer specials actually going right now, uh, draft beer specials, that is, 349 Bud and Bud Light Talls and 499 Goose Island IPAs. Again, 349 Bud Bud Light Talls and 499 Goose Island IPAs. And, of course, Every day, 2 to 5 p.m., happy hour here. And then they get you even happier at nighttime as they start up happy hour again at 9 o'clock. So, I mean, it's just a happy place. I, I don't know a place that does that. That's pretty cool that they do that. Uh, and, of course, you know, unfortunately, where I come from in Massachusetts, we're not allowed to have happy hours there, even though there's ways around it, of course. But uh, they are not legally allowed to advertise a happy hour. But they can here in New Hampshire, and they've got a great one here at the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester. So come on by, and let's get to that roster I was telling you about here uh, for the show today. In a few minutes after our first break, we will welcome on Rich Seeley, the head coach of the Manchester Monarchs. We are unable to talk to him Tuesday, but he will join us on the show today uh, to talk about the latest Monarchs news. And then we're going to welcome on, as we do every Thursday, he comes on and breaks down some uh, Thursday night football and a few other games. That is Mario Magola of Sportfolio.com will be joining us at 3.40. And then in the second hour, we'll open things up with some Patriots talk with Mike Giardi of Comcast Sportsnet New England. We'll then talk to my man, Justin Sullivan, the normal producer to the stretch run. He'll be joining us uh, from Orlando, Florida, where he is down with his family and friends down there, and he will be making our weekly NFL picks. Maybe we'll take some advice from Mario because he is 8-0 so far in the last two weeks. Uh, 
Hopefully he can keep that streak going. So uh, we will note down his picks, and I might have to apply it in my NFL picks with Justin. I have actually, the old man is back in front in NFL picks. I have taken the lead on Justin by two games uh, with a nice comeback over the last couple of weeks. So we are neck and neck there as we head into week 13 of the NFL season. And, of course, for you fantasy football players out there, and I'm one of them, it is the uh, likely the playoffs as well. Um, so you want to listen to those NFL picks with us because not only do we make picks, we break down each game as well. So Justin Sullivan at 425 here. And at 445, as I said, Patrick Gilroy of ESPN New Hampshire will be joining us to talk some Boston Celtics, look back at the game last night in Orlando, and look ahead to the game in Boston tomorrow where they host the Toronto Raptors. In the final hour, we are all hockey again as we get you ready for another Bruins game, the tail end of a back-to-back for the Bees uh, as they host the Colorado Avalanche who are coming in from Nashville off a 4-3 loss there in Nashville on Tuesday night. A tough loss for them. Uh, And on to talk about the Avalanche will be my good friend Mike Chambers of the Denver Post. And then we will tee up the Bruins side of things with Sean Hutchin of ESPN New Hampshire. So we got a great show in store, and uh, I am about to order myself some tasty wings here at Buffalo Wild Wings as we are live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire, in Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, we will uh, be back with one Rich Seeley, the head coach of the Manchester Monarchs. So stay with us. The stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire continues. Whiskey River don't run dry. I all I got Be a part of the show and text in on our new text line at Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host here, along with Pete Terrier from ESPN New Hampshire as well. We are live from the Mall in Manchester, the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, and the Buffalo Wild Wings. As we're doing every Thursday this month, we are at a Buffalo Wild Wings. One Thursday it's Concord, and the next one it's Manchester. And this is a beautiful establishment here, as I said in the opening segment. Psyched to be here. Uh, great service from Brian and uh, Marilyn, the managers here, and the, the whole staff is uh, really friendly. So come on in. It's happy hour here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Come on by, say hello, and uh, enjoy some great food and drink. And again, great beer specials going on right now. Three forty nine Bud Bud Light Talls, four ninety nine Goose Island IPAs, and also I want to tell you about a gift card uh, special they have going on right now. Uh, you come in and buy some gift cards right now, and if you're, you know, a company and you wanna, you wanna buy a bunch of them, or you know, you got some money to spend, uh, there's a 10% discount for bulk orders of $500 or more. Um, you can uh, just treat your employees well and give them some gift cards to Buffalo Wild Wings. And with every $25 spent on gift cards, you also receive 
a blazing bonus card. The blazing bonus card is good to be used from January 1st to February 28th, and we'll have a random amount of five to $100 on it. So you could use that for yourself or give it as a gift over the holidays or for another incentive. And that is right here at the Mall of New Hampshire and Manchester, Buffalo Wild Wings. Come on by, say hello, and join us now on the phone. Usually joins us on Tuesday, but he's unable to this week, and he's uh, taking the time now. We appreciate that. Is the head coach of the Manchester M- M- Manchester Manchester Monarchs, uh, and that is Rich Sealy. Rich, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you guys? I'm great. I got some uh, tasty wings uh, on the way here, and uh, I'm set. This is nice, man. Have you ever been over to this Buffalo Wild Wings in Manchester? Uh, I've been in once, yeah. I hope, uh, hope you got a, a Goose Island IPA going along with that, but it uh, sounds like you got a, yourself a pretty good afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And for, well, I got the ride back to Boston, so no uh, no alcoholic beverages right now for me, but I, I'm thinking I might have to come back here on a Sunday and watch football because, man, they got a lot of TVs. Or maybe take in a uh, Saturday night of hockey. We'll see. Watch a little hockey night in Canada. But, uh, Rich, uh, you guys, since the last time we spoke... Uh, when you were in the midst of a uh, four-game losing streak, uh, you've turned it around, and you, you've ripped off three straight. You beat the Wings uh, twice and the Admirals uh, last night. Uh, what has been the difference over the last three games? You know, some of the games were where we we'd lost four straight, I thought, as I think we talked about. I thought we played pretty well, honestly, in Elmira. Uh-huh. Just It just wasn't happening for us. We couldn't get that timely save at the timely goal, and we had a couple of bounces that didn't quite go our way. Um, you know, the Tuesday game, last Tuesday game in Adirondack, I didn't like. Um, but I thought, uh, you know, I thought we'd been a little bit more energized. We had a pretty busy stretch there. We had a little bit of time off and time to kind of go over a few systems and tweaks and changes and make sure we get uh, back to business. We were able to do that. I thought we had a good weekend against uh, against Kalamazoo, and guys played with some energy, played well. Um Results and we were able to continue that uh, last night uh, when we played uh, when we played Norfolk. So uh, a few more uh, minor things, a little changes. But we haven't had a better half three in the offensive zone, and I thought we've been a little bit more uh, aggressive. Uh, unfortunately, with playing more uh, it's resulted in um, you know us being on the positive side of some wins. Uh, Coach, I saw earlier this week that uh, my man there, Joey Diamond, got the call up to Springfield uh, to the AHL. Congratulations to him. He was leading your team in points, penalty minutes. Uh, he's having a great season. Uh, how do you replace that scoring now? Is it, is it a collective effort? Or are you looking for some specific guys to step up and uh, and put the puck in the net there? No, it's a collective effort. Uh, we're, we have a few guys. I mean, we've got uh, Gasper Kopitar that's been out on IR. We've got Matt Leitner who's on IR right now. We've got Joe Diamond and Jordan Smotherman who are up in Springfield. And actually, Joe, as you talked about, had a goal last night in, in Springfield's victory. So it was nice to see him awesome. carry on his, you know, his, his, his play that he'd start here and taking that to the American League. So that was great. Uh, but it's a collective effort. Um, I don't know. He kind of particularly replace one player. Uh, Joe brings a lot to our team, but as he said, you know, I think it's it's done collectively, and we've had some. It's an opportunity for another guy to step up, step up and uh, play a little bit of potentially power play time, and, and and a few maybe a few more offensive looks that Joe may have had. So um, we've had guys like Kevin Morris has been able to do that. He's been really good on the power play for us at net front, and uh, Ricard Bukarts has, has played well for us recently. Daniel Champini. So again, I, I would say it's a collective effort. That's great. Good good stuff there. And, and you know, the goaltending's uh, been good for you overall this season. Uh, Coach, can you talk a little bit about uh, that? 
Uh, it's been excellent. It, it, it really has been. Um, we had, uh, over the course of the season, we had Jack Flynn in for a couple starts. And we've had uh, Colin Stevenson, and I thought he was he was good for us. He had us a couple, a win at home, and three, you know, three big wins on the road. And, um, and we had Sam uh, Britton, and he's been, since the day he's got here, he's been he's been excellent for us. Um, he, he really has. He's been solid, and he, he was solid last night and made some, some key saves for us, and I think that's given our team uh, quite a bit of confidence, knowing that uh, you know that 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 when we do you know get some opportunities up and some scoring chances, that uh, we've got a guy in there that can make it still make it difficult for other teams to score. So uh, it means a lot. He's he's also like a third defenseman back there. He plays the puck really well, handles it well, communicates with our defense well, and that helps a lot of our alleviate some of the other teams' forechecks. So can't can't say enough. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't think we'll have Sam that long with the way he's playing, um, but while we have him, we're going to enjoy it, and he's made our team better. You talk about his ability to play the puck there, and we, you know, we think back to the greats like a Martin Brodeur and the way he was able to do that. Um, talk about how much that helps a team with the breakout there when you got a goalie that knows how to do that and really can use that to his advantage. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> We, it's a small part of the game. I think if you're kind of an everyday fan, fan, you'll think of a goalie touch, you know, here and there. But I think I maybe mentioned it before. There's what about 1,200 to 1,600 goalie touches in the course of a season, and anytime you can be efficient on that or be, you know, be able to, to work on that in practice, we take the time to do that, communicate with our D-man, and it really makes a big difference. It really, it really does. Um, he plays it well. He's not a Martin Berger. We're not asking me that, but. He's stopping pucks behind the net. He's setting them up for our D. He's, he's making, um, you know, a, a pass, whether it be an over or same side pass to our D when needed. And um, so, yeah, it's a, it's big and helps in the breakout. It definitely does. It, it you know, the other team knows uh, when they're they better be good with their dumps if they're not carrying it in that uh, they need to keep away from our goaltender. So yeah, it's a, it's a big part of our game. Coach, good starts and, and good finishes are always key. Uh, to success in hockey and in sports in general, obviously. But you guys have uh, scored the most goals in the league in the second period. And, you know, the middle frame of a, of a hockey game sometimes can be an Achilles heel for a team. You know, it's, it's easy to get sort of lost in a game or, you know, going to lulls, what have you. What's been the key to avoiding that for your team, and why have you had such success in the second period? Um. I don't have the exact answer for it. I, I, I'd, I'd counter that with I'd like us to be a little bit better in the first. I think we've been we've been, been <laughs> spoken like lately. a true coach. Good start. Um, yeah, we've had some good starts. You know, it, we've had a couple times where we've only come out okay, and I, for some reason I don't know if we just we just seem to catch stride in that second period. Maybe it's uh, we were able to review a couple things that happened in the first and make a few changes if needed. Uh, more tweaks or points of emphasis in our in our meeting after the first intermission, and that uh, maybe that sets us up well for the second period, or um, you know that that's part of it for, for tweaks. But for whatever reason, we've had some success there, and we're able to kind of start rolling, um, which is good. And I, I also like to think the second period, we as a team, if we want to have success, it's attention to detail in the second period. No matter where we're, we're going to have a long change. Um, we've got to take yeah. care of pucks in the neutral zone. Uh, we've got to have offensive zone changes. We've got to put pucks in area. And I think, uh, I think we, for the most part, obviously in the second period, we've, we've been able to do that better than the other teams. So that's that's uh, a positive thing. And you've continued that as well. As I'm looking at some of the stats right now, you are now 11-0-1-0 when leading after two periods. So that's 
that's a good stat to have as well. Coach, you look ahead to this weekend uh, with the games on tap. Uh, you got another one against the Admirals on Friday, and then you've got two against uh, – excuse me, I'm looking at the wrong day. Um, you, you're playing the Jackals. Is that this Friday? Yeah, Jackals. Okay, so the Jackals. Yeah, we played North. We played Norfolk here Friday night at home, and then we've got a we've got a week long break. We've got a little bit of reprieve oh, okay, in our schedule. Yeah. We've been we're one of the the teams in the ECHL that currently has you know tied for uh, the most games played in the league, and we've got a game Friday, and uh, we'll get the guys a little bit of time to to, to kind of get a couple of off days and rest and recovery days, and then we'll build it back up for next weekend. Where I think we're Saturday Sunday against uh, Elmira. Yeah, that's what I was looking uh, Friday, at. Friday Saturday against Elmira. Sorry. Yeah, and uh, when you get that, that week off, now does every team at some point in the ECHL get a week like that, or is it just sort of the way it happened? You know, I haven't really dissected everybody's schedule. Ours is you have it as it flows, and we had a busy stretch there last uh, last week where, where we finished up in Adirondack. We had five games and seven nights, and uh, it's just the way the schedules flowed for us that we happened to, you know, happened to get a little catch-up week, so... Uh, we're a little bit dinged up. It, it, it comes, it comes at, uh, you know, comes at a good time for us generally. We'll, 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 our guys will need to be ready and be really be turned on Friday, but we'll, we'll look to try to get them a couple days off, uh, for some guys to rest and relax and we'll be back at it Monday with some skill stuff and packs and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, get ready for Elmira. Um, you know, we get also, you take the rest when you can. I, I know. We've got a few games uh, left in December, but then we start a stretch in January where 14 games in 27 yeah, nights and the majority on the road. So yeah, yep. it's the ebbs and flow is just the way the schedule flows. I'm looking at And then, of course, yeah, you do have a, another nice little break there uh, over the whole around Christmas from the 23rd uh, to the 31st. And I wonder, um, what does uh, does the coach do during the holidays? Are you able to get home and enjoy family and friends and, and take it in, or uh, are you are you scouting and reviewing and, and prepping for the next game? You know, no. Honestly, we'll take a little bit of time. We, we've got some time to prep, so we'll, you know, we play Good. the we play the twenty second, twenty third, finish up on the road. We'll get home about five or six thirty in the morning on the twenty fourth, and uh, that day, you know, there's a roster freeze, so that's kind of nice. We can't not a lot of player transactions. So we'll enjoy a couple days with family for sure. Um, take some time to unwind and clear our heads. Uh, because we need to be, you know, we need to be focused, getting back at it uh, for our game on on New Year's Eve, which is always a good one at home. But we'll get a couple of days start prepping before that. Um, so yeah, honestly, not much. Like, just relax, get some. You know, I'm in a doghouse right now with my wife. Hopefully, get some quality time there with my <laughs> wife, and my little guy. And before I dig myself a, a hole too much farther, come in January when she doesn't see me a lot, when we're playing 14 games and, like I said, 27 nights. So that's about it. <laughs> All right. Well, if you uh, you get out of the doghouse, uh, come on over this uh, Buffalo Wild Wings if you get a chance. It's pretty cool. Coach, we appreciate you taking the time, all right? Yeah, sounds good. Appreciate you guys having me. All right, that is Coach Rich Sealy of the Manchester Monarchs joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We're going to switch gears in the next two segments, talk some football, and we'll start that off with Mario Magola of Sportfolio.com. He'll give us his Thursday night football pick and a few others as he does every Thursday here in the stretch run. And again, a reminder, we are here live at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester uh, at the Buffalo Wild Wings. Come on by. It's right here in the food court. Can't miss it. It's right near the Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, So come on in. Enjoy the food. Enjoy the drinks. And again, great beer specials going on right now. we got a draft beer special, 349 Bud Bud Light Talls. 
$4.99 Goose Island IPAs. And, of course, it is happy hour here uh, until 6 o'clock, and then they start up again at 9 as well. So come on by Buffalo Wild Wings at the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester and say hello to me if you want to. I'm right here, front and center. You'll see me. And we will be back here in a stretch run with Mario Magola of Sportfolio.com. Text the show from our new text line at the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy, live from the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. Come on by, say hello. Starting to pick up here and, oh, what do you know? Some tasty wings right in front of me right now. I want to thank Pete Terrier for suggesting to me the Parmesan garlic flavor last week. I am hooked. So with five Parmesan garlic and five honey barbecue and those will be tasty in my next break, for sure. Come on down and taste them yourself. Buffalo Wild Wings in the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, great beer specials going on, as we've told you. 349 Bud and Bud Light Talls. 499 Goose Island IPAs. A great place to come tonight. You've got Bruins Hockey on. They're playing the tail end of a back-to-back as they host the Colorado Avalanche at 7.05. They'll be on the tube tonight, and then starting up at 8 o'clock, you've got Thursday night football. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the Oakland Raiders, a great AFC West rivalry over at Arrowhead Stadium. That place will be rocking tonight. And on to talk about that game with us and a few others is our man Mario Magola, Super Mario as we call him there, as you can tell from the song coming in. And he has been quite super over the last two weeks. 8-0 Eight and O in his last eight predictions here on the stretch run. Mario, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good, and like you just said, a great, great matchup tonight. I'm actually bursting because of how we've talked about nothing but bad games on Thursdays for I don't know two months now. Back to back, yeah, weeks good games. So back to back weeks, man. I was just gonna say, yeah, we've, we're we're pretty stoked. What is? I haven't even looked at the schedule. What's uh, next Thursday night? Do you know? I think it's uh, this is gonna sound bad. I think it's a bad one actually. And I, oh, and I say boy. that because last week, it was important. We actually started the segment by saying that we needed a trap to work, right? Like, there had been too yep. many traps being missed, and last week was the perfect one, and it did work. One of the reasons why I said that was because this game, this Oakland-Kansas City game, is not a trap. It was never going to be. They're two good teams, so you're not really going to trick anyone there. So mm-hmm. I think I remember the time looking ahead and saying, oh, that's kind of it. <laughs> After that, we, we might go back to another bad one. But Oakland and Kansas City... Like you said, great rivalry, a lot on the line. This this is the, obviously the place to start because it's tonight and because it has such an impact on what happens throughout the rest of the AFC. So it is potentially a revenge game for Oakland. It was their only loss in week two. Came against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that was it was a pretty bad one. I think 26-10. It, it kind of 
kind of pumped the brakes on Oakland for a minute. Since then, six consecutive wins. And it was during a stretch when Oakland was basically dubbed Road Warriors, where they just would not lose away from home. After that, they settled back in. They have played one game away from their home stadium, and it was in Mexico. So they have not played a they have not played in another team's home stadium since before Halloween. Wow! So, as well as they have played on the road, and they have they have been phenomenal, and they they, they earned the right to be you know to, to be respected on the road, especially because they played many. East Coast early game. But now they're going into Kansas City. You just said that place will be allowed. And this would be, let's, let's say that nothing changes in, in the AFC West, that the, the season plays out, Oakland wins the division, Kansas City is the wild card. This would be the third year in the past four seasons that Kansas City would be an 11-win wild card team or better, if, it, if everything just runs its course. I, I can't see that happening. I can't see Kansas City right now at home, already with a win under their belt, giving up the division yet again, probably being a double-digit win team without, without, a, without a title. So yeah, that's the Kansas City side of it. Now, Oakland, they, they are the epitome of what Miami was last week. And if you remember, one of our picks last week uh, was the, the Ravens beating the Dolphins, mainly because the Dolphins mm-hmm. just could not last much longer how they were playing. That's the same exact case about Oakland right now. They've, they've won a handful of games by pretty impressive circumstances. They were losing by 15 points uh, to Buffalo last week. They were losing by a touchdown in Tampa Bay earlier in the year. They were losing by, I think it was eight to the Panthers a couple weeks ago. Oakland just keeps surviving. And I don't know if this made it to the air last week, but I wrote it down. A note specifically about the Dolphins. You tell me that it doesn't apply to the Raiders. Basically, they have run out of gas, and you don't want to face a tough defense under these circumstances. Is that not the Oakland Raiders right now? Like, they are... They are just I totally. I agree else. with everything you're saying right now. I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm I'm totally with you on this. And you know, I think you know others will argue. Oh well, hey, you got to look at the fact that they did pull these games out and they did do yep. it. But sooner or later, that catches up to you. It's true. And, and, it's and you know what? Good. You know what? It's not a bad time for it to catch up, Mario. Exactly. Right? Because you rather do it. You rather have that that sort of fallback now, and if it does catch up, you rather catch up now than in the playoffs. If they went into right. the playoffs the way they've been winning, I would be wor- I would be really worried about them because I mean, I mean it's, it's it, the your luck thing. runs out sooner or later, man. Right? You know, people don't they don't like to hear this, but it's it's like March Madness. You don't want that yeah. loss to happen in the tournament. You need something before that. And yep, if I mean th- again, the revenge games at play, but that's a long time yep. ago now. Oakland has been on fire since then. Kansas City is right. they're, they're not ready to give up the division yet. So I do think yeah. I think I don't think it's a blowout because Kansas City's offense isn't you know isn't explosive, but Oakland's defense is is really bad. And it, they, they are four. And it's no shame, Mario, at all if you're Oakland in losing in Kansas City. Exactly. I, I think and that goes for any team, but specifically Oakland. I mean, it being such a rivalry, and you're in KC, arguably the toughest place in the league to win uh, as a visiting team. Cold and, weather too, you know, by the way. It's going to be cold tonight. Uh, yeah, cold weather too. Cold weather too. And I, I gotta say, like, you know, another thing I think that Kansas City is going to use to motivate them right now, and we've discussed this before, is they're the Rodney Dangerfields right now of the good teams in the AFC. Exactly. They really are. They they can't get no respect. I mean, right. it's it's unreal how nobody gives them credit, and, and yet they're good. They're they're if really they, good if, team. If they win every other game. But tonight, and Oakland keeps winning. They're going to be a wild. They're going to be the fifth seed again. They're going to be on the road in it's the crazy, first weekend. Eh? How do you do that? So 
this is their chance. I mean, this is, and also. This is it, man. Oakland is still, still the Oakland Raiders. Like, Kansas City, there needs to be some sort of, like, superiority complex here where they need to not allow <laughs> Oakland to pass them by. So, I, in their home stadium, I don't see it happening. Not, not tonight. It's true, for sure. Um, ugh. We are having computer problems on the stretch run today. Just so our producer knows, Timmy, my computer now has frozen, but I will go off memory. I think the next game you wanted to talk about, Mario, if I'm not mistaken, was um, the Panthers and the Chargers. Obviously, not much playoff implication, but still could be a fun game to watch. Uh, I'm always a fan of watching the Chargers. I, I, right. I just think they're fun. I, 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 don't, I wouldn't want to coach them. They'd give me a heart attack if I did, but you wouldn't uh, want to be as a, a real spectator, fan of that team. and I wouldn't want to be the real fan. Exactly, like they're, right. they're that team I like to watch in the four o'clocks, and you know, it keeps me it keeps me entertained. But that's what they are; they're entertainment. They're not right. exactly uh, textbook success here. Uh, why do you want to uh, look at this game, and what do you like about it? First of all, you like them for the same reasons you should, because they don't ever lose a they don't ever lose a blowout. Every game with them is close, so you're you're pretty yep. much promised a good game, and yeah. They, they, they have all the pieces in place, okay? They just keep losing, and it's maddening if you were actually a Chargers fan. But just because this game no longer has playoff implications, it, it, it's over for both teams. It's, I wanted to put it on here. It's one I wanted to see because let's project ahead. Let's imagine you and I are talking next year. It's early September or late August, and we're trying yep. to find a team that didn't make the playoffs in 2016, but... Could had a little me- had some momentum down the stretch. Right. Where yep. else would uh, you're looking at a, a, a San Diego team that we just said we just talked about Kansas City possibly being like a 12 win wild card team. San Diego has no chance in the AFC right now in the AFC West right now. They are behind the 10 win Raiders, the 9 win Chiefs, the 8 win Broncos. So San Diego is a team you're going to forget about, and no matter what they do the rest of the way, they will be left behind. That doesn't mean they're not good, and it doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're not growing. This would be the team right now. It's, it's, honestly, it's the main reason why I want to talk about this game. Today, we should be prepared to buy the Chargers for long term. That doesn't mean, they won't, it doesn't mean that, that they can't get blown out in Carolina. It could happen. Anything, especially with a bad mm-hmm. team, they can just fail to show up. But I want to know right now that San Diego is going to put together a run in December so that next August when we're looking at these teams, we say, hey, San Diego, remember that time they went to Carolina and just, just beat up a bad Panthers team? And all of a sudden, they have the momentum. You see, you see Denver maybe falling off. San Diego can rise. So I want to see a team like San Diego right now make a move. And by the way, that team was Carolina. Two years ago, they finished 2014 with four straight wins. Then they go 15-1 the following year. So let's, be, let's mm-hmm. be on the rising side of it. It's a small spread. I've seen it anywhere from one point, one and a half points, something like that. But I think San Diego comes out and wins anyway. They, they have the talent. They have the weapons everywhere. And I want to know now that they're the team to start looking at for next year. Yeah, I'm with you. I like I like that call as well. Uh, I think we're in the same boat there. And, you know, I, I think there's going to be some wholesale changes, to tell you the truth, in Carolina. Um, which is crazy, considering what they, considering what they, you know, where they came from last year and what, ha- you know, it's just, it's just gone south way too fast for me. And I, I think if you're ownership and management there, uh, you got to really sit back when this season's over, even start it now as the, as the season right. winds down. You gotta, you gotta look at this and just examine it, man. Because there's something, there's something inherently wrong with that, or, or, or the team. I don't know if it's the organization. I don't know if it's the culture. I have no idea. Obviously, uh, I mean, people can say all they want. You, you, 
I, I, I've never been a fan of Cam Newton, but he proved me wrong last year. He had a great year. But he has become what I thought he'd become this right, year. Exactly, and he, exactly. He's, he's, whining, so he's whining too much. It, it's just always about him, and he's always right. sulking. And, and that that trickles down, man. That that spreads, you know. And when that's your leader, that's your quarterback, that's your superstar, that's not good. And I'm not saying you trade Cam Newton, but you might want to bring in some some veteran presence, some guys that can maybe change the culture of that dressing room, maybe – I, I, I don't want to say Cam Newton's he's, he's, he's old enough now where he doesn't need nurturing, but maybe influence him a little better. Right. And, they, they, you know, when, when he's so. about to when he's about to mouth off, yeah, when he's about to mouth off, pull him aside and be like, you know what, dude, bite your tongue this time. Right. Don't worry right. about it. Let it go. You know, and, and I think that we're going to see that, and that's why I think this is a great pick because I, I just think Carolina's spiraling, man. Exactly. Um, what's the next game you got there because I'm, I'm frozen here we still. Can- we should we should go to the big one. That's the Monday Night Football one, Ravens Patriots. It's right okay. before I went on the air last week. I don't remember if you talked about it directly with me or if it was a segment right before I came on. But there was a, a real dialogue. It might have been with you and Sully about Baltimore being uh-huh. the team that has a shot to knock off the Patriots. Right? Like Baltimore has done it before. Yes, they have an excellent yep. defense. They have all the pieces that New England. If New England were to, to fear anyone, Baltimore is the team that most likely. They should fear, right? They get a oh, yeah. seven-point totally spread agree. at home. Okay. Here's and also the other reason I wanted. Let me get this out of the way. I never picked the Patriots, and it's not for any personal issues or, or any uh, disliking of them. They're just never valuable. They're always giving seven points, thirteen points, something outrageous. So there's almost <laughs> never the right time to pick New England because you're 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 really hoping for a blowout, and it just doesn't happen all the time. The only time I came on your yeah. air and picked New England, I picked against them when, when they played the Jets, and the Jets did beat the spread there. I was thrilled yep. to be able to tell you I'm coming on the air today and telling you I expect New England, maybe not to blow the doors off Baltimore because teams don't score a lot, but to win handily. And it is, it's the exact yeah. reason why you love any game where there seems to be a, a, a narrative that, that is just too easy, right? Like, it's too easy to say Baltimore's the team that could beat New England. Okay. They can. They can physically beat them, yes. So could, so could a couple teams. But New England knows this. They're playing another primetime home game in which they're giving seven points. The last time that happened was against Seattle, which, by the way, New England had four shots to win that game at the end. So mm. I cannot really see a situation where back-to-back primetime home game, the Patriots just can't get it done, especially against a team yep. that we all think is universally the one that has a shot to beat them. And finally, the most important thing, Baltimore went out and obliterated the Dolphins last week, 38-6. to So every single person that's watching that happen and just peeking ahead to see who the Ravens play next, you see a 38-6 to win. You look and you say, oh, they're playing the Patriots. That's it. Like, this is the team. But it doesn't mean that. It means they beat one team on one day that they should have won. They won big. And mm. all of a sudden, Baltimore is inflated. But they're not even inflated enough to, to lower that spread. It's still a seven-point spread, which means if you want New England, again, you have to pay a little bit of a premium. But why wouldn't you in this moment? Why wouldn't you give the points and expect that, that Bill Belichick, who definitely hears the same thing we're hearing, comes out and wants to deliver the message that it's New England and everyone else in the AFC? 
Yeah, I'm. You know, I, I think it makes a lot of sense there. I think spread wise, I think that spread's outrageous. I don't know how it could be so high. Uh, Baltimore, uh, you, Baltimore's everything you described there, and right. and like Sully and I discussed last week. It, I mean, this is this is a rivalry, man. This is a this is a rivalry game now. Even though they're not the same division, these teams hate each other, but here's uh, the and thing. it's, it's but, gotten but if, worse every year. But if they're willing to give that many points. In what we all know is a rivalry game, I think it's because New England's going to cover it. I think it's. I, I think that sets up really to say that you see that number and you want to take the points. You want to run with it because Baltimore is the team that can do it, but that doesn't mean yep. they will. That this is seven points is a lot of points. I know to a good team that just yeah. beat someone badly, but we're okay with it. I, I think that's the chance. I think I, this uh, is, you know what. And, you know, it's a type of game when you do have rivalry games, even like tonight, right, where it, it, both teams are going to be revved up, right? Right. And when you come into a game like that where emotions are uh, at a sky-high level, right, if one team is able to really have a convincing start and jump out quick, that can be it. I mean, exactly. that Exactly. Like, it could just be over right then. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, it's, like, it's like, like a prize fight. Baltimore. Picture Baltimore trying to mount a comeback against New England if it's fourteen nothing Patriots in, in two drives. You know that that becomes yep. a very difficult task right away. And conversely, like if Baltimore goes up here. early, covering a big spread is really hard too, especially on that. All team. right, so we you got the Patriots minus seven. We got a couple minutes left here, Timmy. If you can cue up that music uh, as we go out here, you also like the Seahawks Packers game. Who you like in there? This is just it's just a good game to watch. Honestly, we like to talk about games that are going to be exciting and interesting. The last five home teams against between the Seahawks and Packers have all won. And if you go further with that, 10 out of the last 11 home teams have won. Whatever whatever they're doing there, whatever home field advantage they want to play, it's working. I mean, it's 10-1 record is outrageous. You have the Green Bay Packers at home who are still in the process of trying to recover. They were 4-6 and six at one point. We talked about Aaron Rodgers maybe being not the same anymore. We talked about Mike McCarthy on the hot seat. All of a sudden, this changes big time if, if Green Bay is able to pull off the win. We're not going to see the same track meet that we saw from Seattle last week against Carolina. Even though Green Bay's defense is not very good, it's a it's a whole different world to be playing in Seattle than be playing in Green Bay. And Seattle has not played well on the road. All three of their losses and their one tie came on the road. I'm a little surprised that the spread, it's, the last I saw it, I think it was minus three for Seattle, that's given three points. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised at that because Green Bay is a good home field advantage. And Earl Thomas is out. That's a big loss. That's Final a huge loss. Kristen Michael is now on the Packers, who is the who is still the leading rusher for the Seahawks by 243 yards. So you have a wow. revenge play right into the game. I think I think Green Bay. Yep. I think they keep climbing up. I actually think they pull out the win here. Very good game yeah, to watch. Gr- It'll be a fun one. You know I'm not an Aaron Rodgers I fan, know. but I, I will give not. them credit right now. I will give you. I will give them credit, Mario. They have been playing much better as of late. And yep. They're quietly, quietly putting together something there. So it might be something to watch as we go on with our Thursday chats here. Mario, always a pleasure, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the football weekend. We will talk to you next week, all right? Thanks so much, man. Thanks. All right. Mario McGuller, Sportfolio.com, joining us here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. We are live at the Mall of New Hampshire in Buffalo Wild Wings. Come on by. Say hello. We will be back in our next segment. And we will talk to my regular producer, Justin Sullivan, as we make our NFL picks. So stay with us. The Stretch Run will be back.